Hello everybody and welcome to Equality and Diversity in the Music Industry with Music Industry Insights Worldwide and today is episode seven and we have the amazing Emma with us today. Hi Emma, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for asking. Great, thanks for coming on the show. Do you want to tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, what you do in the music industry? Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Emma Wigan. Um, I work for my own company, uh, Westwood Management, and I'm an artist manager. Um, I tend to work sort of in the rock genre, and uh, I like to work with a lot of artists. Uh, um, I try and like get the best out of them and work with their like needs and quirks, and some of them maybe need a little bit sort of extra help, and I tailor sort of my approach around them sort of as individuals. That's amazing. Um, so how long have you been doing that now? Um, I got a bit of a complicated story because <laughs> basically I did start uh, when I was about 18, 19, so back in 2009, 2009. Um, and then I got sick, so I took quite a lot of time out. Um, so And I was sort of like bed bound, very ill with um, an autoimmune illness. Yeah. Um, and then I came back into it sort of when the pandemic hit. Yeah. So yeah, I did about two years before, two, three years before, and then um, back in it for about three yeah. years now. So how's it like being a woman in the industry and having to deal with an illness on top of that? Like, how does that impact your work and and the way people treat you in the industry? I I feel like um, it does affect me a little bit because, like, I've kind of fallen into, like, two categories where I've got sort of, you know, issues in the industry. Um, So, yeah, being a woman, I've always kind of had to deal with that from day one. Um, So I've had quite a lot of, um incidents particularly like on the live scene where I'm not really like welcome on tours or you know you get hassled by like security or you get seen as kind of like you're kind of with the band or you get asked questions like are you dating the band or like how did you get here because it can't possibly be because you worked hard it's you know it's because you you know uh, you're a female kind of thing yeah um so that's always kind of been there and I don't think it's it's changed a little bit it's got a lot better in recent years but I still get a little bit of that um being disabled kind of brings a whole nother <laughs> category to it yeah, yeah. so and I, I feel like it's kind of being disabled I've noticed the differences between outright discriminate dis- discrimination and kind of very subtle discrimination yeah, yeah. so with being a female it was very obvious when someone was discriminating against you when you're got a disability it's not so obvious no. so you might get like passed on sort of opportunities or people not will subtly no. yeah say to you you know I don't really fancy working with you but not kind of outright say it that's such a shame. um yeah so I find that's kind of the difference that between the two of them and that's what I found so and do you, like, you get judged and you have to work harder because of that and to be treated like fairly and equally do you think that's a challenge as well yeah definitely and I, I feel like a lot of people hide their disabilities whereas obviously you can't really hide being a woman in the industry yes. um so I definitely hid my disability for the first year that I was back and mm. sort of tried to push through it and didn't let people know what was going on and it was very much like affecting how I was working and I wasn't like being sort of the best I could be and fulfilling my potential. Yeah. Um, about a year ago, I then decided that I was going to really like put myself out there and let people know what was going on. 
Um, and I started talking about my story more and I felt I've been accepted so much better. And by communicating sort of my needs and like how um, sort of, you know, how I work, I found a lot more people are willing to like work with me. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, so I feel like if I put myself out there a lot more, it's actually is worth talking about. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people still have the fear of sort of discussing disability within the music industry. Yeah, can I ask you why you felt like you had to, had to hold it back from your employees? Why you felt the need to not disclose? I feel like even now, even though I'm open about it, people can still make judgments based on their kind of experience. So they'll say, like, oh, I don't think you're going to be able to do the job or like we don't want to work with you because you work slightly differently, um, which is kind of, you know, why I've set up my business and I work with, I have a specific management style because I feel like everybody, not just if you've got a disability, but works in a very different way. Like everybody's got unique personality traits. Definitely. Um, you know, so if you, you know, not everybody is going to do a management job exactly the same way. Of course So not. I feel, yeah, so I feel like, um, yeah, so... <laughs> about being bespoke isn't it and tailoring the yeah. around the artist and I think that's what you're saying is you're trying to yeah. help people that are generally not receiving that help in the first place because yeah stigma around it and you can understand and relate to that yeah but I feel maybe sort of in the more corporate side of the music industry it's not built for that they're very much built kind of like this is the way we do things this is the way we've always done things and we're not willing to kind of change right but I do look at it and think, well, neurodivergence and kind of disabilities have kind of their own special aspect in the industry where they make you more creative. They make you more kind of, definitely. you know, I know it gives you certain barriers, but in other aspects, it can give you additional kind of skills. So, yeah, well, that's my view is I feel like, you know, a lot of people that if they've got a disability, sometimes, um, you know, or a sort of or a neurodivergent, um, people will look over them but actually that's what makes them who they are and that's like what makes them so great at what they're doing okay and it adds to a story doesn't it yeah definitely and do you think there's a lot of education around this in the industry at the moment do you think there's a lot around that I feel like it's getting a lot better um one of the groups that I work with is a company called Attitude is Everything um and they're absolutely fantastic about educating uh people and working with all areas of the music industry so they work sort of with the live venues to help educate them on like improving disability they also work with companies to like educate them on how they can um you know help disabled people get into like more roles in the industry um they work with musicians as well sort of helping them find their own paths and um giving them the support um i'm particularly on the future leaders program so they're kind of helping um people with disabilities um sort of start their career in music and support them through that fantastic and how's that kind of empowered you and helped you in your career what's that done for you I think it's been massive actually like I really feel like I've, I've gained so much confidence this year in myself that I feel like I lost when I became ill because you know you've basically when I became ill I lost the ability to just live my normal life I was like completely bed bound being looked after by my parents um and sort of friends and things like that um so I feel like 
having the confidence and then realizing that I have the ability to like do this and support behind me has just been like completely life-changing. Brilliant that's amazing to hear and thank you for sharing that with us Emma and and it's like it's a very social industry and there's a lot of networking going on there's a lot of things that you've got to be face to face isn't there how did you deal with that especially like with two so many different kind of intersectionalities that you've got to deal with and barriers how does that impact your career and your confidence yeah so I was I feel like I'm kind of lucky because when the pandemic happened it actually allowed me to get back into the industry and I feel like if the pandemic didn't happen I don't think I'd be back here doing it just because everything went online and everyone started to change their perspective of like how they can network how they can do meetings and things like that so being able to do that at the beginning of the pandemic was like amazing and even now like people are still willing to sort of jump on a zoom call rather than doing an in-person meeting um but things are starting to go back to sort of the way it is it's sort of normal again um and I have found that a little bit difficult so you know I think one of the things that's not talked about enough is people with like a lot of chronic illnesses or disabilities and things like that you get a lot of like fatigue and energy and pain and things like that and they're not necessarily um visible things that you can see so yeah. sort of by going to a networking event or meetings or events it can be very tiring and like very painful um and I think you've got to like take that into consideration when like planning your day um and it would be nice kind of you know if some of these things were maybe went back online or had the you had the ability to kind of um do join one, in like a yeah hype. do one or the other yeah yeah, yeah. So you're thinking that would improve the accessibility of the events for people that have disabilities or have access issues or maybe yeah. have issues with traveling, anxiety, depression. I think that's a really good point you make is I think mental health's really high in the music industry. And there's a lot of people that are artists as well that work in the industry that suffer from yeah. these issues. And it's not really talked about enough because there's a lot of stigma behind it. So yeah. I think by you sharing your story and saying look here I am and I'm doing my thing and it doesn't stop me it just gives me those extra challenges and barriers I think that helps educate people that are trying to get into the industry as well as people that are already working in the industry on how we can better support people so thank you for that yeah definitely I feel like yeah just talking about my stories it's been so inspiring for myself and other people like I've known you for a while now and you know how open I am about talking about it and um yeah I just feel like so many people that I've met as well have also sort of had their own paths and maybe had um sort of disabilities or different sort of things they've dealt with and they've not necessarily disclosed them Mm -hmm. and by me talking about it they've then sort of taken a step back and gone oh actually maybe I should start talking about this more and like so many people have come to me and said like you know it's great that you're sharing your story like I'm going to start doing it a lot more or companies have been like actually thinking about it we probably could work with someone like yourself yeah. like maybe we should start changing kind of you know our approach to employment and stuff like that. Amazing and have you done like a musical career have you followed any of that in your um, education stuff? Uh, so, sorry what do you mean by career? Sorry have you done a lot of music education for your career? Yeah so 
education wise education is quite instilled in my family um so I was kind of encouraged to go to university and sort of follow that side of thing um so I did a course in music business uh with management um, music technology with management um and I feel like the the course part of it is like it's great you do learn things but I feel like the benefit for those is getting out and doing the like putting the the education like into action yeah so like some of my best contacts that I've got in music as well are people that I met and worked with at uni on projects um and I feel like that's more of the benefit sort of on the education side is like you should really grab the social aspect of it and like putting everything you learn into practice as well as the education 100% and building those personal relationships yeah um so another question would be what kind of challenges and barriers like once you've worked in the industry and they've accessed you getting into that industry have you kind of overcome those and what kind of advice could you give to other people that are in the same situation as you to overcome those barriers um I feel overcoming barriers a lot of it is again talking to people and being very open um about them and trying to work with people on breaking down those barriers because a lot of people will kind of hear the word disability and they've got kind of a vision in their head already um and not just a vision but like a judgment of like no I can't work with this sort of person but without actually talking to them and finding out more about their individual person because everybody copes with things differently everybody's got their own unique way that they've kind of learned to uh, live with their sort of disability or illness or um so I feel like yeah having an open conversation and I think also you know working and accessing resources from people like attitude is everything I think is so valuable like they really have you know changed my life with working in music and again sort of their education side of it is so good like if you've got uh sort of a venue that might not necessarily be sort of accessible or set up to you know cater for people with disabilities just point them in the direction of sort of like you know education and websites and things like that and different people and sort of they can learn about it as well themselves and I think that will definitely help break down barriers. 100% I really yeah I really agree with you on that one so looking at the quality and diversity and inclusion in the music industry what are your thoughts and feelings on that one? um it's a tricky one I feel like it has definitely got better like everybody's so now so much more open to talking about things like not just disability but like mental health and obviously we had the um Black Lives Matter movement and things like that and I feel like it's definitely changing um and going in the right direction um and yeah I do feel like just by talking about it more and people being more open and changing their attitude and willing to have the conversation in the first place I think is like the biggest step that's happened in the last and a few years it's so different to when I was kind of first started like you know 14 years ago I can imagine and like visibility and role models do you see a lot of those in the industry yeah I think in terms of sort of female people uh in in the industry females on the industry like I was in a room at a management event the other day and so many people were saying it's so nice to see so many women thriving and doing so well 
and not being held back and there was in that specific event there was actually more women than men in the room and it was just so nice to see that's so nice to hear as well I was just going to say to you do you think cultural and age uh, differences have also an impact on inclusion and diversity in the industry definitely I feel like not everybody but some of the older generation um, tend to be the ones that I've had uh, sort of problems with in the past. Um, I don't tend to get as many issues with your, your sort of younger generation. I feel like, especially with social media, like things are talked about a lot more and people are like posting a lot more and like information is shared so much more that like it's been able to open up these conversations and open up people's minds and I feel like the younger generation is a lot more um accepting of all different types of people um and I I feel like maybe some of that's also to do with that maybe when they were younger they may have had that kind of discrimination and then they don't want to like bring it into the next sort of generation which is you know one of the things I've noticed is you know because I was so badly sort of not just discriminated against but even in much young much younger years like bullied and things like that at school like you don't you never want to treat anyone like how you felt sort of when you were younger so you know I would never ever say anything bad to somebody because I know how hurtful that can be and I, I think that's the same with sort of discrimination like maybe sort of the younger generation did when as they were first started starting in careers you know, did face that and therefore they don't want to bring it forward when they're sort of in higher up positions and therefore it like trickles down and starts changing. Yeah. But do you think that causes some kind of friction in the workforce and it causes some kind of friction down below because people don't want to see that change taking place? Or do you think? Um, I Yeah, I feel like sometimes it depends sort of what companies you work for. And I feel like that's why the grassroots industry and like smaller businesses are like thriving because because maybe if some of the sort of the bigger companies or the higher ups in industry don't want things to change like the the you have to take your own path so it's a bit like me like I I wouldn't be able to work or be probably be accepted at like a massive management company just because like of the way that they would work I'm, I'm sure you know I could try but um you know somebody probably could would accept me but like a lot generally they probably wouldn't um just because I work so uniquely yeah that's such a shame so I had to create yeah so I feel like I had to create my own business yeah and I feel like so many people have done that and then those smaller businesses are like thriving yeah sort of so well yeah totally agree with you on that one and I think it's like if corporates uh companies are not going to agree to do something the smaller companies will just go ahead and do something more niche and bespoke and then it just yeah definitely. you're great yeah um and what would you like to see change for the future um again I feel like you know I, I kind of say to everyone um attitude but not attitude as in changing the attitudes towards people with disabilities but more the attitude to start the conversation yeah. um so yeah the attitude to be more open and honest about these things and so I, I was... feel like that would be the first big step and I think one of the things I got from your talk is how unequal the industry is and on not just one section on two or three or four 
And I think it's just really unfair for people like yourself that are so talented, it's so great at doing what you do to have to go through that. And I'm sure that has an impact on the way you feel about yourself and your mental health. And I'm sorry to hear that. I really am. Yeah. I mean, you know, thank you for, you know, I, I, I do feel like, you know, I have by doing it all myself, I have to give myself confidence. But of course, like you do get a lot of setbacks and frustrations and, um, and it does affect your kind of confidence and sort of ability to then do your job. But I think uh, me as a character, I'm quite strong. So I have kind of quite a strong personality to kind of ignore when these things happen. Or, you know, I, I'm a problem solver. So I also like try and overcome like a lot of the, you know, barriers that I do face. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I was going to say, like, that's so inspirational. Um, thank you for that, Emma. And um, what kind of major successes and wins would you like to share with people on a positive note? Like, what, what are the major things that you've kind of got through and achieved this last couple of years? I feel like one of the biggest achievements that I did the past couple of years was actually where I met you. So being able to go to The Great Escape, which is a five-day sort of event. Amazing. It's so hard to, like, keep up with the pace it's so fast paced there's always events going on there's networking you're constantly on the go and I feel like I'm quite proud of the fact that I managed to do that and it gave me a lot more confidence going into this year that something I never thought I'd be able to do before um, I did manage to achieve and met so many cool people and I I feel like one of the things I'm so grateful for is the companies behind that worked with me to help Mm -hmm. me be able to do that so Mm -hmm. You know, for example, I was given a small bursary, which helped me pay for things like uh, Ubers to go to to some of the venues. Because if I had to walk like all over Brighton, yeah. wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just little things like that. Like I, I feel like my biggest achievements is, is, yeah, where I've managed to like work with someone and conquer something that I just didn't think I'd ever do. I'm so but, proud of you. And yeah, I really did enjoy the time we spent together and we had an amazing time and we stuck together and I think we all support each other as well because a lot of us had the same kind of values and goals and the same shared mission and I think it was so refreshing so yeah yeah and I feel that's that's what the whole like industry is kind of changing it's like everybody before it was a lot of competition so like people were in competition with each other and now people are supporting each other and you know even after the actual great escape like the people we were on the sort of like elevate program so there were if you know the listeners um obviously wouldn't know but um there was a couple of us that were chosen and even now like we still support each other afterwards and help each other with our careers and share knowledge and I think that supportiveness is definitely helpful yes I 100% agree with you on that one and that was one of the most uh, I think it was one of the biggest highlights of my year last year as well it's one of the most important and I've met so many good friends that I've kept along the way and like you said we've all supported each other and I'm sure we still will the rest of our career yeah yeah I was gonna say Emma if you if there's um anywhere where people and the viewers can find you or if they want to contact you how would they go about doing that so I've got a LinkedIn profile so just Emma Wigan um I also do have uh an Instagram uh which is under my married name so Emma Sen Izzard um so yeah I'm happy for people to contact me on there um but also um you know all the bands that I'm working with as well if you know it'd be great if people check them out because they're all doing sort of amazing things just themselves and um you know breaking barriers and things 
artists individually. Excellent. So yeah, musicians. Yeah, give your bands a little shout out. So what are their names? Yeah, so I've got uh, the Alchemy who are doing uh, really, really well. So they're releasing a new album this year. So we're gearing up for a very busy year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Spit by Tides who I've been working with for a while. So they're like a Bristol band, indie band. Um, they're working on an EP currently in the studio. So again, another busy year for them. And then I've just signed uh, a co-manage, uh, a band called Apple Shakers, um, who are really unique. Um, they're definitely gonna sort of change, um, you know, the way things are doing being done in the industry and like with their so, genre and all of that. Very exciting. Well, we'll leave a link in the description below. So if anyone wants to go and check them all out, we'll leave them in the description below. Thank you so much for taking the time out today, Emma. Really enjoyed your talk. Very informative. And again, thank you. Really appreciate your time. No worries. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.